Hi, friends. Welcome to the Liz Teach Podcast. I hope everybody had a great weekend. Uh, this is a Monday meditation with me, Liz, here, your host. And to you mamas out there, I hope that you were celebrated and that it was a joyous time with your family, your children. And as always, my heart goes out to those that don't have their mom around that God will continue to embrace you with peace. And so here we go. What are we talking about today? Well, I have been thinking about this and writing on this for a bit. I have taught on this subject of shame at my church. And I thought, well, you know, this is a good subject to talk about with my friends and for them just to listen in. And hopefully y'all can receive some freedom in this area. Uh, shame and carrying shame, living in shame, reacting to others because of shame we carry is a very heavy burden. And it's a burden that for sure God does not want us to carry. And I hope that the words that I say and things that I express today will reach your heart and your mind and that today you will have that aha moment or that clarification about what you have been carrying and how it has affected your life. And you can actually be living the effects of shame in your life and produce fruit from that, that you didn't even realize that that was the root. And even deeper, as you hear me today, and once you shut this episode off, that you will allow the Holy Spirit to continue to really dig deep in your heart and your mind and where that shame that you're carrying came from uh, and how it has been compounded in your life and in how you treat yourself and allow others to treat you. Uh, the enemy uses this as a huge tool against us. And so I wanted at the outset, of course, to define something for you because often when we think of shame, we think of guilt. And so they uh, can go hand in hand and it's one starts with the other sometimes. But anyway, the so guilt is uh, when... Guilt is when you feel bad about doing something bad, <laughs> right? Feel bad about doing something bad. And, you know, when we feel bad, that could be a good thing because it would lead us to repentance and that's what we want. And we want to feel bad about bad behaviors and change our behavior because of that. But sometimes, uh, you know, we're not allowing that to happen. And so guilt continues to work on us and it becomes shame. And shame becomes uh, where you don't say I did something bad. You say I am something bad. And so when you don't uh, let go of guilt, when you just let it fester in your life and you don't uh, react correctly to it, you are going to start processing it as shame. So when you continue to uh, perpetrate a behavior or a behavior is uh, 
perpetrated on you, you start to abide in shame. If you are not addressing the situation, your guilt about the situation or healing that you need or things in your mind that you're receiving lies from the enemy that you're receiving because of this something bad that happened. And I'm going to take you into a couple of examples about this, but I really want you to understand that shame is such a huge tool for the devil to use against us because because it isolates us. We become isolated human beings physically and emotionally because of shame we feel. And we isolate others from us as well. And so uh, we need to deal with whatever shame we could be feeling in our lives and not let it keep us imprisoned and just in complete bondage. And what happens is because we believe we are something, because shame tells us we are bad or whatever the message that shame is giving you, because we receive that message and abide in that message, our lives can't change. We will continue to make decisions and allow things in our life based on that. And uh, you know, when you are feeling shame, you isolate yourself, right? And so the enemy loves to isolate us so that we then don't have community with other people. And because of our uh, shame and our emotional baggage that we're carrying, we don't allow good people into our lives. We attract what is opposite to what God wants from us because at the core of it, our belief is this is what I deserve. Shame tells you you are bad, so you deserve bad things. You don't deserve good things. Shame will tell you this is as good as it's going to get. Shame will tell you you don't deserve a healthy relationship. Let me just take the scraps that I'm getting. Shame will tell you to settle. Shame will tell you you're not worthy of love and that you never will be. And until we get to the root of where that began, if we don't get to the root of where that began, we're going to continue living in that. And so if we look at the word of God and we look at the instance of Adam and Eve, right? And we know the story. You don't have to go to church to know the story. We know that the original sin entered through them because they sinned. Eve and Adam both sinned. And it's really interesting. I was listening to a preaching by Craig Groeschel about this, and it was so good. I encourage you to look it up. I believe it's called shame. I be, uh, and so look it up on YouTube. It will be so beneficial to you. And uh, he, uh, in particular, uh, took out uh, or uh, showed us this verse in Genesis 2.25 that it said that Adam and Eve were in the Garden of Eden and they were naked and had no shame. So this is before they had sinned. So they were naked and had no shame. So naked physically, but also emotionally and spiritually, they had nothing to be concerned about. They, It was okay for them to be vulnerable because they had no shame. They had not done anything wrong, so they felt no guilt. But once they sinned, then shame came in. It says that God came looking for them because God would just spend time with them and be with them and talk with them and walk with them. And so 
here comes God coming along for his daily walk or talk, however it was that he had that relationship with them and they were hidden. Of course, God knew where they were, right? But he wanted them to respond. He said, why are you hiding? Where are you? Why are you hiding? And so when God confronts us like that in our shame, why? How did you get there? It's for us to respond. And when we respond, we understand what we have to work on. And so they, the first thing they did is they saw their nakedness, their their vulnerability, and they hid. And that's what the enemy wanted. He wanted them to be separated from God, to be separated from the one that loved them, the one that wanted to have a relationship. And so when we uh, feel shame because of our past or something we're doing in the present, we will hide from God. We don't feel worthy to speak to him. We don't feel worthy to go to church. We don't feel worthy to be around people that love God. And the enemy is having a field day with our life, our emotions, our heart. And so we have to get to the root of that. And for them, it was they had disobeyed God. And for many of us, the shame is from our past. And so we have a superficial relationship with God or superficial relationship with people because if they knew, if they could see. But when it comes to God, he can see, right? He knows. He knows. And so he's drawing us to him because he wants to remove that shame. He wants to... uh, let us understand that he loves us and he wants to heal us and he wants to have a relationship with us. He doesn't want us in isolation. And so, you know, we won't even join into group functions because of our shame. I don't belong there. I, I'll never make a friend. I'll never belong. That's what shame tells us. You'll never belong because you've just, you're gone beyond, uh, beyond help. Sorry, I had to check my computer. It, it went off and I was like, oh my goodness, <laughs> I stopped. Uh, I thought my battery died. Uh, but yeah, so anyway, shame will isolate us from even being around people that can bring great things to our life. And so we want to be able to ask God and I want you to ask God or maybe come alongside somebody that has some wisdom and say, hey, this is what I'm feeling shame about. Someone that you know will protect your heart and pray together and ask uh, God, how can I be free of this? So there could be some of you that feel shame from something of your past, of something that was done to you. Maybe, uh, you know, rejection and somebody left you and divorce and abuse and domestic violence and, and the shame of being molested. Things that are really, really difficult and that at the end of the day, most of it, you had no control over it, right? And so don't remain there. Don't remain there. Ask God to bring healing to your heart, to release that past. But we have to release it once and for all. And you know, if we can't say good things about ourselves and that we are lovable and that we are accepted, and if we can't say those things about ourselves, how are others going to see that in us or uh, speak those things about us, right? And so sometimes we're around people that all they see is our past. All they see is the wrong we've done. 
don't allow yourself to go down that path with them. Because what happens is we don't produce the fruit that the Holy Spirit wants us to produce because we stay on that path of what people are saying. So then they don't see any good fruit. They don't see any change because we're not allowing God to get to the root of the, our shame, to the root of the matter of why we're acting the way we are, why we accept the things in our life that we are accepting. And, you know, when they went and, and, and they hid and they covered themselves, you know, that's what we do, right? We, we hide from people. We hide from truth that can deliver us. We hide from God that can heal us. We cover ourselves with relationships and jobs and accomplishments of this world. And all this will give me the appearance that I'm something more, that, that I'm worthy. But no, our worthiness and, and our acceptance will come from our identity in Christ and Christ alone and what he says about us. Because you can have the best job in the world. You can have the best relationship at the world in the world. You can have all the finances in the world. But if in your mind, in your heart, you still see yourself in a certain light that is not the light of Christ, all that doesn't matter. All that won't matter. And so there has to be a change of our mind, a change of our heart in order for us to be able to move past that shame. And then that shame, because we believe uh, these lies, that shame causes us to then act in shameful ways and allow shameful behavior. So then we just compound shame upon shame upon shame. And we look at our lives and it is just in a mess. It's just a mess. And it all started with one action that we didn't bring to the cross, that we didn't bring to God. So... I can feel bad about something, but I am not bad. When we say we are bad, we won't uh, repent. We'll just say, well, this is who I am. This is how I act. If nobody likes it, well, too bad. And you know, you know that you are continuing to perpetrate the lie. You know that that lie is not bringing any life to you. You know this. And in Jesus' name, as you hear my voice, I ask you to be delivered from that thinking that the enemy has you bound, that you have to be in that relationship, that you have to abide in that lie, that you have to accept abuse, that you have to accept people talking uh, bad about you, and, and that you have to uh, act out and be bitter. And, and uh, no, in Jesus' name, no, that's not who God created you to be. So... I implore you, get to know who you are. No one will be able to shame you, not even the enemy, not even yourself, when you know that you are loved by a great God, when you know that you are worthy because he died on the cross and he shed his blood and he made you worthy. And when you accept that worthiness, you guard that with everything. You don't allow the enemy to bring situations, relationships, decisions into your life that will take you down that uh, that walk of shame again, <laughs> that will take you down that path again. You won't allow it because you will understand how precious it is, right? The Bible says, he who is forgiven much loveth much. That's why I love the Lord. I know what he's delivered me from. I know the shame that he removed from my life, the guilt. The, he, I know, and so I love him. And so I want you to understand, yes, God removes, God takes away. He will. Don't put yourself back in that situation. 
don't cover your shame or, um, you know, it's, there's a phrase that says putting lipstick on a pig. I'm not calling you a pig, my friends. <laughs> putting lipstick on a pig, right? It's still a pig. And so inside, we we can look good on the outside and go through all the motions and we have a, I have a great job. But if inside, you still feel like a pig, you're just putting lipstick on a pig. And that's what the enemy wants you to feel like and to receive. But God says you are a treasure. That's what he says. God, the father sent his son to die for you. That's what he thinks about you. That's what he thinks about you. You know, there's a story about the woman at the well, uh, the Samaritan woman at the well, and uh, she would go and get water from the well at a time where nobody was there. Why? Because she was ashamed. She was an adulterous woman. She had relationships with men that didn't, that she wasn't supposed to uh, have relationships with. And, you know, she was an outcast because of her decision. She was an outcast. And, and, and so she would go to the well where she didn't have to deal with uh, other people looking at her or talking about her. And Jesus came to the well specifically to speak to her specifically to speak to her, the Bible. And if you study the Bible and uh, the, those times, he was not supposed to pass through there. The Jews on purpose would go a longer route just so they wouldn't have to go through Samaria. But he told his disciples, I have somewhere to go. I have somewhere to go. And so he went to Samaria to meet this woman and told her her life told her what she had done, but that he was there to give her life, that he was there to give her a water that she would never go thirsty. And so Jesus wants to meet you where you are. Are you going to receive what he has to quench your thirst, to quench that desire to be accepted by others, to be loved by others, to, to quench that desire to work more and achieve more because then you'll be looked upon as more? To quench that desire to, uh, you know, always uh, live up to somebody's expectation that you believe believe you have in your mind. Are you willing to say yes to him and meet him at that well? Are you willing to say yes like she did? Because she said yes to him. And when he spoke to her about her life, she was convicted by his truth but felt his love and compassion, knew that she didn't deserve him speaking to her, but he made a point of being there for her. And it says she went and told everybody about Jesus because of the impact that he had on her life. He removed all shame from her, her guilt and her shame. He removed it all because she said yes. So friends, what are you going to do? Are you going to be like that woman at the well and believe that Jesus loves you, believe that he has a plan for you, believe that he can cover your sin, your shame, remove it, or are you going to run away like Adam and Eve? Their first instinct was to run away and hide and cover themselves with things that were not of God, that were their own doing. We have choices to make. Right. And so today I hope you're encouraged to finally get out of that cloud of shame, get out from under there. Some of you continually tell yourself that you're a failure and that you're not good enough and that you're never going to be good enough. 
people have told you you're a failure and you keep perpetrating those words yourself and you parent that way. You have friendships that way. You come from a place of feeling like a failure. In Jesus' name, that you will just release that today. You know, I always talk to you parents, uh, you know, as you're raising your children, <coughs> excuse me, as you're raising your children, that the freedom you find will be freedom you can give them. I have suffered and uh, but not in like, oh my God, I'm suffering. <laughs> but it has been hard, a long road, because a freedom was not something I inherited. I have had to fight tooth and nail. I have had to come alongside God. God has been good to me and gracious and has led me and taught me and brought people alongside me to help me because I just inherited shame and not freedom from shame. You know, when even if you have Christian parents, if they're not taught to be free from shame and they carry that, that's what you inherit. And so that's how you raise your children. And that's how you speak to your children from a place of shame and a place of unworthiness. When we feel unworthy, we parent in a, from a place of unworthiness. And we're always on edge in our parenting and, and how others are parenting. And we're always on edge on, about our children's future. And, and it there's just so much going on because we don't feel we're enough to parent our children. We don't feel that we're doing a good job. And so we remain in that thought instead of seeking out for how can I do a better job? What are you telling me, God, that I need to improve in? So it's time to shake off that shame that you inherited. Shake off the shame that you put on yourself. Shake off the shame that you continue to live in and act out in today. Do that today through the power of God. Let's not continue to live lives that say and just scream out, I am not worthy. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this time that you have given me to speak to my friends, Lord, and I hope that what what have has been sown into their hearts and what they have heard from you, God, will give fruit in their life, in their home, at their jobs, at their churches, in their parenting, in their seeking, God. Lord, that everything that they do will come from a place of freedom and not a place of striving because I need to prove I'm enough. Lord, through you, they're enough. Through you, they're loved, God. Father, that they would not seek out relationships, that they would not seek out things of the flesh, God, to remove shame or to cover shame or to push down things that they need to deal with, with you, not with anybody, but you, God. And Lord, if they have someone by them or someone that they trust that they could be vulnerable with because they don't understand all this and, and someone that could help them lead them to that person, God. But at all times that your Holy Spirit would be the one directing our process, our uh, walk to you, our surrender to you, God. We know you never want to hurt us or harm us. So we're so appreciative of your love and your mercy and your kindness. And so when you unearth things that are painful, God, it's for our benefit. As long as we lay it down before you and leave it there, God, that we would not pick it up again. Help us uh, that we would learn how to process things through you. 
so that then we can teach our children, God, how to live shame-free lives. Father, help us. Thank you for your forgiveness, Lord. We choose to forgive ourselves. Lord, we choose to forgive ourselves for getting it wrong and doing it wrong and covering up uh, like Adam and Eve did and and staying away from you and isolating away from the people of God and isolating away from others because we don't feel enough. We feel unworthy, unloved, like failures, whatever lie we believe that, Lord, just help us, Father. Thank you for forgiving us and we forgive ourselves today. We make that choice. We thank you that we make a decision to change our minds about ourselves. We will find find our identity in you, not in our past behaviors. We will find our identity in your truth, not in the lies we've believed, the lies that the lies that we have lived. God, that we would come to ourselves, to our mind today in Jesus name. Lord, the prodigal son it says that he when he was in that pig pen, he was sitting there and he had a come to Jesus moment. He came to himself, what am I doing here? This is not the life that I am supposed to be living. Lord, that we would have that moment, that those listening to me now would have that moment and come to themselves and say, I don't have to live out a life of shame. I don't have to continue making shameful decisions. I know that this is a lie. And I receive the truth of God in Jesus' name. Father, in Jesus' name, that they will not live a life of a pigsty, God, but in you, Lord, in your love, in your goodness. Father, thank you. Thank you that when they look at themselves in the mirror, they will see your word and not the lies of the enemy that says they belong in that pig pen. No, Father, in Jesus' name. We thank you. Better decisions are going to be made. We thank you. Better decisions are going to be made. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that the lies will be ripped from the root, never to grow again in our hearts, God. Help us to get our minds right. Help us to get therapy and counseling when we need it, God, to help process these things. Thank you that you lead us to people that are led by your spirit to help us, Father. We thank you, God. Oh, Father, that my friends will feel your embrace and your presence and your power upon their lives now, the power that they need to come to themselves and who you say they are in you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, shame is not our name. In Jesus' mighty name, we silence the voice of shame that has led our lives. It stops today. It stops today. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. God bless you, my friends. I hope this has helped you and encouraged you and edified you and all that good stuff. Please share it. You know that you're thinking of someone that needs it, but don't just give it to them. You use it for yourself too. You use it for yourself too. It's Jesus' name. God bless you all. Until next time. This is Liz on the Liz Teach Podcast.